This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and it is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. And uh, if you'd like to chime in, 800-922-6680. There is uh, much to get to. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, actually. We're going to have some uh, very funny stories. And some serious stuff. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, executive chef for the Obamas uh, drowning and why the authorities. I'm not a conspiracy guy, you know. But uh, yeah, he's a healthy guy, 45 years old, and uh, was paddleboarding with somebody and drowned in eight foot of water, 100 yards off the shore, and uh, the, the, the authorities are not saying who the other person was. I'm just kind of curious. I'm not trying to start something. I, just, I don't think it's outrageous to say, hey, man, what's going on? So we got some audio from that. Also, um, Julianne Murray, Delaware Council for the Heritage Foundation, uh, going to be talking a little bit about the amicus brief to the Hunter Biden trial. And she is very, very conversant. And she is going to be uh, outstanding, shed some new light on the nonsense that the Biden administration tried to pull on us and Hunter Biden's uh, uh, lawyers and the DOJ working together. Isn't that that just literally you've got a Justice Department that is handling the prosecution and a defense team who are both on the same team. And the only thing stopping them from railroading through an agreement that would leave Hunter Biden immune from everything, all of the millions of dollars that he has hustled for his daddy, all of that goes out the window with his plea agreement. And she's going to answer some questions on it. Here's uh, Mike Davis yesterday talking to Steve Bannon about the uh, things they tried to slip by this judge on Wednesday. Merrick Garland and the Justice Department done for Biden has gotten Hunter off of everything. He, he could never be questioned again. It all go away. Yeah. Is that the deal, do you yeah. think, that they actually did make? 100%. And they maybe didn't make it wow. explicitly as uh, to, to put it down on paper. But the deal was, it was a wink, wink, nod, nod. You were going to plead guilty, Hunter, to these two bogus, not filing your taxes, misdemeanors. This this gun charge is going to go away. This gun felony is going to go away on a deferred judgment. And we're not going to prosecute Hunter for anything else after he agrees to this. And this judge 
uh, picked at that a little bit today and blew up the whole damn thing. I got to tell you, this is uh, this is so sick, and that's why I uh, I think that they need to really. The Republican Party should be solely focused on impeaching or the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and then the exposure of the abject corruption of the DOJ. And we could should do our level best to figuratively blow up the DOJ with an impeachment of Joe Biden. So you, as part of the impeachment proceedings, expose the illegality of the Justice Department's favoritism of the FBI, of the uh, of the DOJ, of the IRS. That's what I think. While everybody's focused on being outraged about Jack Smith, and you should be, uh, realize that um, uh, there's a lot that can be done impeaching this man, this president, to the justice system that's trying to once again go after Donald Trump. So, you know, just a seed for thought there, a little bit of food for thought. I mean, we, we found out the other day that uh, uh, one of President Zelensky's associates in Ukraine was in meetings with Hunter Biden about Burisma with dad on the phone. And it is reported that this uh, insider went and visited with President Zelensky about it. We also know that Joe Biden or Donald Trump said to Zelensky when he got uh, elected president, uh, he said, hey, man, uh, how about you look into some of that uh, possibility of corruption with, uh, with Burisma? And, uh, of course, the Biden administration used that and the DOJ used that phone call, which featured nothing that was illegal, but they made an impeachment out of it. They tried to, A, and they successfully distracted from the real corruption, and they went after Donald Trump knowing that the media with full force, would say that uh, this was a real proceeding and that Donald Trump was guilty of something. And then we all found out that it was nonsense and the, uh, and the impeachment was a joke, just like the second one, actually. The second impeachment that uh, after he left office about January the 6th, after the January the 6th hearings, which were a kangaroo court featuring rhino Republicans who voted for the first impeachment of Donald Trump, and that one did a face plant, too. And the reason why it was a kangaroo court is because none of the witnesses were cross-examined by the defense and no opposing viewpoints were allowed. That's a kangaroo court. So that's what we're dealing with here. And that's why when I see the latest indictment by Jack Smith, it's more of the same bleep. It's just more of the same bleep. And everybody knows it. All right. Let's move on to some other stuff here. This is uh, kind of interesting, um, and I kind of like it when the other GOP cannabis, uh, can- cannabis, cannabis, <laughs> that's pretty funny, the other GOP cannabis, we've got some cannabis. I'm thinking that, uh, I'm thinking that Hunter Biden could be a cannabis for sure. I bet he's a cannabis right now. I'll bet you that the weed they found in the White House probably made it up, uh, you know, into his, uh, his uh, whatever he's smoking it out of, maybe one of those honey bears or an old uh, beer can that he pop. I'm just saying that I've heard about people doing that. When I was in, I mean, when they were in college. So anyway, I think it's kind of funny when uh, when the GOP candidates go at one another. And uh, uh, you know, wasn't it Ronald Reagan said, you know, never uh, break the uh, the, uh, 11th commandment, which is criticize another conservative. Well, that's not the case now. Uh, Ron DeSantis the other day said of Donald Trump that he didn't do enough on January the 6th, even though he did everything he could, including make a video which was censored 
on Facebook and other places, all right? And now you've got uh, uh, Tim Scott going after Ron DeSantis about this uh, idiotic claims that the Florida curricula celebrates uh, slavery as a learning opportunity for those enslaved. It's, it's absolutely stupid. But here is Tim Scott saying that uh, there is no silver lining in slavery. Now, we know that the left has said there's a silver lining in slavery, and that's what the curricula is about. They're saying that, that you know, you, you should have been glad to be a slave because you learned a lot of stuff, which is absolutely stupid. And that Tim Scott would do this shows to me what I said about Tim Scott a couple weeks ago, that he's just another rhino opportunist. Tim Scott is nothing special. Sorry, if you're if behind Tim Scott, if you think he's the dude, if you think because of what it is and that and this, he might make a great vice president, uh, I say, no, I, I don't, sorry. And when you, when you say something as stupid as this, uh, Ron DeSantis, there's no silver lining in slavery. Uh, it should be Tim Scott saying, of course I back what the governor said, because what the left is saying is nonsense. But Tim Scott chose not to do that because he is an opportunistic rhino. So here is uh, Ron DeSantis. So this is, this is the Ron DeSantis I like, all right? This is what got Ron DeSantis on the radar in the first place. I mean, other than Donald Trump getting elected, getting him elected. This is what made Ron DeSantis. And here's what Ron DeSantis had to say to a reporter. And this is what every Republican, every Republican should treat the media the same way when they present stupid stuff like this. Listen. Were there beneficial aspects to slavery? That's not what the curriculum says. What, what the do you think? What the curriculum, no. What do you no, think? it's not. In the curriculum, it's very think? clear. You have, I think it's like 200 plus pages of all kinds of stuff. Now, if this were George Bush, and George Bush uh, sat in the White House for eight years and took punches, and I'm sorry, uh, honestly, seemed like a good guy, but, uh, you know, the nation was screaming, why do you keep, and he ended up looking like a complete wuss bag, uh, you know, like his, like his dad was looked as. So <clears throat> he never hit back. George Bush would say, well, you know, of course I don't think that slavery and slaves and this and that and slaves and oh, my God, and then it is. Ron said, he said, it's absurd in the first place. I'm not even going to entertain the thought. Nobody believes that. Now you can't read that. Have you read it? So what's your opinion? Have you read it? What's you your, I'm you asking your opinion. But you Boy, have, that's some good journalism there. I read it, so I'm just, just making that clear. That makes it very clear about the injustices of slavery in vivid detail. So anyone that actually read that and then listens to Kamala would know that she's lying. And that particular provision about the skills, that was in spite of slavery, not because of. The AP course has made that same point. Other courses have made that same point. Nobody said anything um, about that. And Dr. Allen and those people will say, look, this is what was used post-bellum when these folks were doing stuff. So that was very, very clear, and I would just say, you know, people can, can read it, but, but they did a very good job on it, and there can be no um, confusion about where they would come down on And it does no good for uh, uh, rival Republicans to uh, claim, um, I guess, ostensibly racism. It, it's uh, honestly, Tim Scott, I, I think you should be above that. And uh, yeah. there's no upside to slavery as some sort of slight to Ron DeSantis. I mean, honestly, this is why I say let the other candidates have the first debate. Uh, Donald Trump should sit out. This is something that should be uh, very obvious. Never before uh, seen emails from within Facebook obtained by the House Judiciary Committee, led by Jim Jordan, have shed further light into how the White House and Biden appointed government officials pressured the tech giant to infringe on First Amendment rights. 
Um, I remember, and you've heard the story, the day after the election of 2020, I woke up and I went to my computer and my Facebook page was gone. Completely gone. Before I had a chance to, uh, to even post anything, there was no explanation. There was no number I could call to figure it out. There was no email address that I could, I could say nothing at all after that election on Facebook. Now, before that, I had faced shadow banning and flagging and, uh, and warnings and, uh, you know, et cetera. And, and I still do believe on Twitter that, that some of my posts reach are, are being limited. I'm just going to say that because I've seen it. I know the telltale signs. I know when I got a lot of views and I know I get very few and generally when they get very few, uh, it should be the largest because it resonates most with my audience, most with my audience, but they don't. You've got that, and then you've got newly disclosed some of these emails revealing that the Biden administration and its appointed officials exerted pressure on the tech giant to limit Tucker Carlson's reach, including one video, by 50% in response to the White House demands, even though the post didn't violate any policies. So if you felt that any of this was going on, you were right. There you go. If you thought any of this was going on, if you thought you as a conservative were being censored in any way, shape, or form on social media, you were right. There you go. I've got a little bit more on this and, uh, and your phone calls as well. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so coming at the bottom of the hour, we're talking to Julianne Murray. She is a, uh, a wife, conservative, chair of the Delaware Republican Party. And she's got some amazing inside information on what the uh, Biden legal team tried to pull in a Delaware courtroom last Wednesday that resulted in the judge telling uh, Hunty, Hunty, you go bye-bye. You go bye-bye with your little plea deal. And little Hunty was all upset, and he cried, and he went home, and he got some ice cream. And uh, Daddy gave him a big hug and then uh, faded off to sleep and then asked what his name was and thought he was talking to his dead grandfather. But there you go. That happened, and we'll talk to her at the bottom of the hour. i got a uh, note from Ember. She said, my 15-year-old daughter goes to a local gym. She's seen a transgender in the women's locker room. Now she refuses to go back in there. She did, as she said, it freaked her out. Same thing happened at her high school bathroom. She said, I don't know why they don't have separate locker rooms for transgenders. Amber. You know, if for anything else, you are taking the viewpoints of an individual who believes that they're the opposite gender, even though it's not possible to change genders, physically not possible. You can do some, you know, some uh, surgeries and you can, you know, do some life-altering surgery to make you look like that gender and, you know, whatever. But you, you can't. It's, it's not possible. It's, you know, it's, it's just a fact that don't, don't get all bent out of shape about it. It's just not possible. Uh, that's why you still look at Caitlyn Jenner and go, oh, yeah, it's Bruce Jenner, but, you know, I'm a, a guy, a woman now. That's cool. And, I'll, and I will, if you want to identify, cool, that's right. All right. But, but honestly, don't try to get in the same shower room as my daughter because I will find a way to, uh, to stop this. And, uh, and I would venture to say, and I wrote back, I said, maybe it's time for mommy and daddy to go to the principal. Uh, or maybe a lawn chair and a big sign across from the school every morning for about a, a week. I don't know. There's, there are probably some things you can do. I, I, I would hope that, and I can't, uh, I just can't imagine what it's like as a, as a female athlete to just have this. It's, it's insane. 
to have this happen. And and the only reason why the trans community doesn't do it to men's sports is because they know and they perceive, I should say, that women are weaker. That's the real insult about this. It's a real insult is that they, they just perceive women as weaker. That's why the DOJ goes after Catholics and not Muslims. I'm serious. That's why the DOJ decided to go after Catholics. A, because uh, Catholics generally, at least uh, people who are devout, tend to be obviously more religious. And when you're more religious, you are conservative, hence probably a Trump supporter. But um, that they perceive Catholics, I can get away with this. They don't try to do that with Muslims. It, it's just, it really is. It's just, um, it's a sickening chapter in our history someday that I hope that we can look back upon and laugh and scoff and make fun of those who did this to our, uh, to the women in our lives. So back to um, Facebook. So Facebook resisted the Judiciary Committee's uh, subpoena because they wanted to know about, you know, if the White House told social media to shut up critics uh, obviously, we know they, they worked with the FBI and the DOJ to shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop, <clears throat> a story that could dramatically change election results. But uh, apparently, Mark Zuckerberg was relenting, and that's when uh, Jim Jordan said, then we'll hold you in contempt of Congress. And that's when Mark Zuckerberg said, be careful. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg said, oh, okay, did I say we didn't have the documents? Let me give you those documents. Here's the documents. No problem. Sorry about that. And the documents are showing that Facebook turned over their uh, the required documents, which reveal more of a Biden administration's furious pressure uh, against the uh, company to suppress discussion about important issues affecting Americans. This is Stalinistic. This is state-run media. The really sick thing is the mainstream media in this country just took their marching orders and said, okay, okay. We'll ignore the Hunter Biden story. I know. It's okay. So in uh, April 2021, a Facebook employee circulated an email for uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and COO Sheryl Sandberg writing, quote, we are facing continued pressure from external stakeholders, including the Biden White House, to remove posts. In another April 2021 email, Nick Clegg, Facebook's president for global affairs, informed his team at Facebook that Andy Slavitt, a senior advisor to President Biden, was outraged that Facebook did not remove a certain post. When Clegg countered that removing content like that would represent a significant incursion in true traditional boundaries of free expression in the U.S., Slavitt disregarded the warning and the First Amendment. That's what they did. Facebook wanted to repair its relationship with the White House to avoid adverse reaction. Quote, given what is at stake here, it would also be a good idea if we could regroup and take stock of where we are in our relations with the White House and our internal methods. So they kowtowed, it's a Chinese term, to the White House. Jim Jordan revealed the White House demanded to know why Facebook had uh, not censored a clip from Tucker Carlson's show on, on Fox News. Uh, Facebook was ready to tell the White House that it had demoted a video posted by Tucker Carlson by 50% in response to White House demands. So uh, there you go. That's what happened. And, uh, and I said it from day one. I said, what is the I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying I knew there was something wrong. I knew that something was going on, and now I know that uh, we were gaslit, and gaslit means that you know something is true, and the liars scream at you and call you a liar until you acquiesce or are silenced, and that's what happened. 
And that's what happened. And I would venture to say, since a federal judge uh, blocked an order from another judge to stop the Biden administration from censoring social media and getting in touch with social media, that we're going to see more of it. That's why I would suggest you make Twitter, certainly Facebook, YouTube, a much smaller part of your everyday social media experience. Getter and Truth are fantastic examples. Rumble as well. Some insider information from the courthouse in Delaware from Wednesday's plea deal reduction. Coming up next, I wouldn't go anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It is Rob Carson Show Friday edition. Someone I've been looking forward to talking to after hearing from an insider at WGMD, our glorious affiliate in Rehoboth. Uh, Julian Murray is a conservative, a wife, and the chair of the Delaware Republican Party, and she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on. It is glorious to have you on. First question, not related to anything. Grotto Pizza, yes or no? Yes. One thousand percent. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I thought I'd break. I swear to God, I, I got I got to break the ice because, you know, things are, are crazy right now. And when I saw what happened on Wednesday in a Delaware courtroom, I was buoyed by this. And you were involved with the amicus brief, right, that uh, that that was leaked. Apparently, a, a heads up from uh, Hunter Biden's law firm to a, a, a clerk. Uh, tell us about the, the amicus brief and what they tried, what Hunter Biden's team tried to pull on Wednesday. Okay, and actually, let me, there's two briefs. Okay, so my gotcha, brief gotcha. is actually not the one that, uh, that had all the shenanigans, but I'm happy to explain what happened and how we ended up here. I filed. I, I get my briefs uh, mixed up. Trust me, I get my briefs hey, mixed hey. up all the time. So go ahead. Amen, brother. It's it's a common problem. Um, you know, so the uh, I filed in the felony case on behalf of the Heritage Foundation. So he had two yes. cases: felony, which was the diversion gun case, and misdemeanor, which was the tax cases. A Delaware attorney representing the House Ways and Means Committee named Ted Kittela filed in the misdemeanor case about three hours after I filed in the felony case. For whatever reason, Hunter's attorneys, and they knew about mine, they focused on uh, the, the uh, brief filed by the House Ways and Means. Somebody from the defense team called the clerk's office and pretended to be from Kittle's office and said that there was sensitive information in the exhibits that needed to be taken down. And the clerk, you know, appropriately at that point, took it down with that kind of phone call. Kittle's team checks the docket later in the day, sees that it's not there, calls and finds out what happened and then turned around and put together a you know an epic back and forth email and letter that went to the court notifying the court of what happened wow. so the judge this is the night before the plea the judge issues an order at like 4:30 in the afternoon basically detailing all of this in the public docket saying to hunter's attorneys 
Uh, y'all got some explaining to do. Oh my uh, by gosh. Nine o'clock to, yeah, by 9 o'clock tonight, why we should not sanction you for misrepresenting to the court. And at 8.59, one of the firms, you know, sent a letter that is, you know, uh, um, laughable uh, about how it's all a misunderstanding. There was a second clerk. I mean, yeah, there's all this stuff. So that was all pre-plate. Unbelievable. That sounds bordering on illegality, not just ethically, but, but illegal to misrepresent to hide evidence. Isn't that kind of what it is? I mean, because this is, it wasn't technically evidence. It's exhibits oh, okay. to a brief. You know, I mean, so there's all <laughs> of these. I'm a lawyer, shades of gray, all over the place. Exactly. Um, but, you know, but I think that, I mean, it, it certainly set a tone. Uh, and then on the morning of the of the plea hearing, uh, I appeared with my client. And, uh, and based on what had happened in the uh, misdemeanor case, we figured that there was going to be a movement to basically seal ours also, because our brief actually had an extra 400 pages uh, beyond the, you know, the, the other case. So it was odd that they were focused on one and not the other. Uh, so I actually uh, spoke with the clerk of the court and said, you know, because plea hearings are supposed to be open. You know, and we expected that his team was going to um, you know, move to seal the proceeding somehow. And, mm-hmm. you know, under, you know, under there's a Third Circuit case that basically says plea hearings are open. So I notified the clerk that if, you know, if, if it were going to go down that path, that I was going to move to to intervene uh, and, and be heard that it shouldn't be sealed. None of that now, happened. Yeah, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, so none of that happened. But it was, you know, but that was why I was there in the courtroom to make sure that, you know, everything kind you know, that from a from a First well, Amendment standpoint. Well, the, the, the judge the judge clearly looked at that and thought it was a dirty trick, and I imagine it ticked her off pretty badly. So when that uh, that defense team or that you know defense team prosecution, they're both on the same team, walked into the court on Wednesday, they thought that they did they feel like they had it made in the shade, or did the debacle that evening before the hearing make them go, oh crap, we may have really stepped in it. I think they walked in thinking they had it made in the shade, okay, and right. uh, I, I do. And you know, oh. and, uh, yeah, that that's your characterization, but I'll adopt it. Uh, yes. You know, and 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 she was, you know, in hindsight, on uh, kind of thinking back through, she was she was very methodical in the questions she asked, in the order that she asked, in terms of creating a very clean record of, you know, there's there's what's called a plea colloquy where you're asking the defendant, you know. Uh, all of the questions, you know, are you here voluntarily and all of these things. But one of the things that she asked kind of out of the gates had to do with the um, what type of plea it is. Under the criminal rules, we won't get into the weeds about the numbers, but there's something called an A plea and a B plea. B plea would basically be she's effectively, for parlance, rubber stamping it. A plea means that she can accept, reject, and, you know, and has more discretion. She gotcha. said in open court, she said, you're telling me that you think this is a B brief or B plea and that, you know, I've gotten two briefs, one of which was almost 900 pages. That would be ours. The brief itself was not 900 pages, but with all the exhibits, we were darn near close, you yeah. know, that are saying that I have the ability to reject this. So we huh. need to be clear, you know, what yes. kind of plea this is. And as time went on back and forth, you know, with the, the misdemeanor plea referring to the diversion agreement and vice versa, it had yes. all of the earmarkings of this A plea. And so that's why it ultimately, you know, fell apart.
Now, in the uh, gun diversion portion of it, they decided to sneak, sneak in a caveat, which would uh, basically leave Hunter Biden free from prosecution for any misdeeds previously. For instance, uh, getting money for uh, foreign uh, from foreign uh, agents uh, toward uh, uh, his series of LLCs uh, that would benefit Joe Biden. It, that that was what they tried to do, and and I would assume the judge saw that and went, are you out of your nut? And that's why they wanted the rubber stamp. Pretty close. Uh, it was, I mean, she definitely, you know, she saw it as incredibly broad. And so one of the questions she asked um, Hunter Biden as she was going through the colloquy was, have any promises been made to you? Uh, and he answered truthfully, yes. And she said in the form of the diversion agreement, and he said yes. And she said, okay, so if the diversion agreement were found uh, unenforceable or unconstitutional and were to go away, would you still take this plea? No. Ah. So <laughs> then she starts in on the broadness of the diversion agreement and, yes. you know, and basically says, hey, um, is there still an ongoing investigation? Yes. Um, so if there were something, you just said it, foreign agent, F-A-R-A. Uh, yes. If there were anything, would it fall under this? And the U.S., uh, the DOJ said no. That was a surprise to Hunter's attorneys. And so wow. that was, you know, re- recess one was kind of hammering out what's included. They came back and said, okay, we will essentially, I'm going to use the word stipulate, to uh, taxes, guns, and drugs between 2014 and 2019. Um, the issue with the broadness of that diversion agreement was that it basically was, you know, was immunity for anything that was mentioned in that misdemeanor plea. And there was a, an exhibit, again, read into the record, that detailed his Chinese partners, his Ukrainian partners, all of that could have potentially you know, fallen under it. And so um, even with the language where they, quote unquote, agreed to limit it, uh, there was still a section in there that the judge wasn't comfortable with because um, if there were a breach of it, it's a contract breach, it would have come back to her for almost like a prosecutorial decision, which has mm-hmm. a constitutional separation of powers issue. She was very thorough. Uh, in, i got to tell you, it, and thank God for that, uh, Julianne Murray, by the way, who is the uh, chair of the Delaware Republican Party. Um, and also involved in filing one of the amicus briefs, which wasn't brief, by the way. It was actually yeah. very long. Yes, I want to throw that in there. Uh, We're <laughs> lawyers. Of course there you go. Of course. They're long-winded, just like talk show hosts and politicians. Um, what is, what's the possibility of the judge uh, getting Weiss, uh, Garland, Ray, and others involved? I've heard of a closed-door meeting under oath to get the truth out on the table. What, what's the next step here? Uh, for for getting to the bottom of all of this, and and for those who are just terrified that that this this judge may wait a week or two and let uh, Hunter Biden off, well, how has this changed it, and and what can we hope will come out in the next few weeks with this plea deal being tossed? Um, I I do not think that she would get you know that that the judge would involve herself at all in getting people in the room. She was very clear that you know that there is a separation. The you know the prosecutorial decisions are an executive branch. She's the judicial branch. So where she left it was, you guys go back and figure this out, uh, and you make sure that you're on the same page. And she asked for briefing, a uh, very specific briefing about 
this A plea versus B plea, uh, you know, because she, you know, she wants them to, you know, articulate why they think it's, you know, this kind of B choice uh, and wanted to be prepared. So I, I do not think that she is, I think she is uh, waiting for additional submission. And uh, they put what's called a control date on the calendar, which is 30 days out. Um, transcript has already actually been prepared. Yeah, it's not it's not the official one yet because they did it so quickly. But the, you know that's coming, and uh, so that the parties can start briefing and doing what they need to do. But I, you know, I, she is she. she I'm going to use the word my perception newer role, and yes. we'll stay out yes. of that. What's going to be yes. interesting is to see the pressure that comes from what I would say third parties, from Congress, from yes. other um, um, uh, you know um, uh, amicus. You know, other, more friends of the court who are gotcha. all going to want to kind of weigh in on this. I think yeah. that may happen. Ooh, um, I hope I think so. That, yeah, and I think that the fact that you know Hunter Biden was under oath for two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, no. you know, that, yeah, every bit, every word that came out of his mouth, whether there's new stuff that they knew or didn't know, I don't know the answer to that, but I would yeah. venture to say it's safe to say people are culling through that right now. Now, uh, I, I this is kind of maybe off topic, but uh, I had said the other day that if it's going to be a condition of a uh, a diversion program, uh, he lied uh, to, on a federal gun form while he was in, under the influence of crack cocaine, that is a part of the agreement. Don't you suppose that he should be tested for cocaine ahead of time? Don't you suppose that they maybe should take a hair sample and look at it? Uh, we all know uh, what was found in the White House a couple of weeks ago. Um, was that a, a point of discussion? He said that he has been free of alcohol and drugs since 2019 yesterday under oath don't you suppose that a judge considering uh that charge would say okay well let's test you now and then test you periodically randomly for a certain probationary period what about that that condition was actually discussed uh it's you know so uh, under probation that would have been required and then there's what's called pre-trial supervision which is sort of like probation before you actually, you know, uh, have your trial or plead. Uh, so as part of that, there is, uh, there, there are requirements. I had somebody say, did she really tell him to get a job? I said that one of the conditions is that you, you have to seek employment. You, know, you, you have to, you know, you can't use alcohol, you can't use drugs. Those are all, they were definitely conditions of what would have been probation. Uh, whether or not they're all included on the pretrial supervision, my guess would be yes. Um, but all of that, you know, once it became clear that the plea was not going through, procedurally, the very end of the proceeding was actually Hunter Biden entering a not guilty plea uh, to kind of reset things. I had reporters okay. asking, well, you know, he said guilty. Doesn't that mean no? It, you know, once that once the plea went sideways, the fact that he said anything kind of didn't happen as it related to guilt or not guilt. Now, he, he pled not guilty, and they left it at that, which to me said, if you plead not guilty, you are going to go through a trial. That's not the case. This is kind of like a, a placekeeper until the next correct. time the court. Okay, there you go. That's what I wanted correct. to know. Okay. Yep, absolutely so, correct. Yep. Because I, I think the last thing, there's no way they want this to go to trial, I would assume. There's no way that Hunter Biden's lawyers, and by the way, the DOJ, want this to go to trial because everything is going to come out. I would agree that, that it's not in any that they do not want it to go to trial, and so you know, so there is 
It's going to be, I mean, as you know, daily things are coming out in different congressional committees. This is going to be an an interesting couple of months for sure. Uh, And and a lot of pressure, I would imagine. But I mean, for, you know, for what I would call the we the people, uh, it was, I'm going to use the word refreshing. uh, Yes, it was. You know, to to not get, you know, to, to have somebody who took the time, was well prepared, asked the right questions in my view. Uh, and uh, granted, I'm not a judge, um, yeah. you know, but it sure seemed it was it was incredibly deliberate. Now, uh, Attorney Julian Murray, would you feel comfortable talking about the charges being brought against Donald Trump by Jack Smith? Sure. Okay. Could you hang on to the next break? Is that possible? Sure. Yeah, I, I love I love talking to you. I wanted I want to pick your brain. Okay, and 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 even if you can't be brief in your amicus, you can be brief in the next segment. Let's take a break. I can answer a grotto question in one word. (laughs) God bless America. All right, we're going to take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. I hope the judge throws the whole thing out and puts Jack Smith in his place. He leaked to CNN. This ought to be the end. Jack Smith, he leaked to CNN. That is uh, the new Jack Smith uh, theme song, I guess. Uh, it'll depend. It'll change every week, depending on what he tries to throw at, uh, at Donald Trump that's made up. Uh, Julian Murray, the chair of the uh, Dele- uh, Delaware Republican Party, is on the phone with us. So uh, what are your thoughts about, the, about Jack Smith and the, the latest charges? I guess you're going to draw on, a, 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 is it a chauffeur and a gardener or something? What, do, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this attempt by Jack Smith to take down Donald Trump and keep him from running for president? Um, yeah, and, and this is in, uh, we have FCC rules that we have to think about, so I'm not allowed to say the words that really pop into my head. Um, but, in, in, you know, in, in all serious, I mean, so I don't, I have not seen the updated indictment. Okay. I don't know if it's out. I've heard it's coming, and I've, I, I've got the gist. And, you know, my, my thought when somebody mentioned it to me was, you know, that, you know, uh, of course, they're going to add a third defense. They want to flip somebody. So they're going to add a third defendant. They're going to, you know, scare the you-know-what out of that yeah. third defendant, you yeah. know, and, you know, for the purposes of getting somebody who is going to say, uh, you know, say something that, quote-unquote, makes their case. And the, the what I had heard was that this third person, you know, I, I'm going to say gardener, you know, maintenance worker or something, you know, yeah. deleted video. Okay. Um, sure. My gardener is also my IT person. I mean, it's just you know, it, to, me, you know, it, to me, you know, I'm listening to this and I was like, OK, but I mean, but in, you know, in, in all seriousness, do I think am I surprised they added a third defendant? No, they want to flip somebody. And so that's, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. And he's just, you know, he is it's it's terrifying. I, I mean, I will say one of the smartest things that Trump has said, if he wants people to engage is that. You know, they're coming, you know, I, I, they're coming for me, but if they weren't coming for me, they would be coming for you. Uh, they they are showing that they are going to continue to do this. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, it, it's scary. And as somebody who is a lawyer, I've done criminal defense. I, you know, I've, I've done trials. Uh, this um, uh, uh, very, very, I, 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 again, got to choose my words carefully. We'll go with aggressive uh, prosecution prosecutorial stance is uh bother yeah bothers me exactly all right well i appreciate you joining me it's been a real joy and i'd love to have you back on julian murray uh uh thank you very much i have a great weekend and thanks for being on the rob carson show i really appreciate it
Not a problem. Happy to be here. I'll and by the way, you want me for me, it's just I just want the sauce and just the ring of cheese on my grotto pizza. I don't need anything. I've had it delivered all over the country, by the way. Have it's you? it's that good. And I still haven't given up my dream of owning a little place on the boardwalk in Rehoboth selling onion rings across from the Thrasher's Fries place. That's my dream. All right. You have a great weekend. Thank you very much. All right. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Take care. See you. Yeah, absolutely awesome. There you go. Uh, Julian Moore at Murray number four D-E. Murray four D-E. Julian Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. Absolutely awesome. Great way to end the show. Back to Rob in a sec. This is the Rob Carson Show. You get a chance to watch my TV show this week at Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax. You will do a spit take. It's that funny. Just check NewsmaxTV.com for details. God bless you guys. Have a glorious weekend. And until Monday, do not catch the stupid. See ya.